to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. Hi, everybody. We are so glad you're here. Welcome to episode 19 of the Life Lessons podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm doing wonderful, Jen. How are you? I'm doing great. Anything new going on besides the the big new thing that is going on? (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like that's sort of all-consuming right now. It really is. We're talking about the Delay Don't Deny social network community that Jen and I launched last week. This is day six. Yeah. This is only day six, and it's so exciting to watch people joining and finding their community, and it's just so exciting. It is really exciting. Yeah. It's at DDD for Delay Don't Deny, socialnetwork.com, socialnetwork.com, and you do pay to join. It's a membership site because, you know, we're on a separate platform. It's not on Facebook. We're not. It's not a free platform. It's not a free platform to us. Exactly. You know, somebody put it so well, the words that they used, I think it was our one of our moderators, Carrie. Does she say Carrie or Kari? It's How Carrie. It's Carrie. I've always had Carrie in my head, but I wasn't sure. I've never said it out loud. <laughs> Carrie, you know, when you see things written and you're not really sure yeah. how people pronounce them. Well, Carrie said, you know, if something is free, it's not free. You're the product. She said, if you can't find the product, you're the product. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's a good point. That is a good point. It's also why podcasts are free, honestly. Think about that. On podcasts, you're, you know, people are advertising to you. Radio shows, they're advertising. You're the product. Right. You're, you're the eyes on the, and the ears on the products. So I had to wrap my brain around that for a second because I was like, no, podcasts are not free. They're not free to produce. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Yes. <laughs> they're free to listen to. <laughs> yes. There's really, literally nothing is free. Someone is paying for that content, and podcasts are paid for by advertising. So is Facebook. So they are free because you're paying. Like right now, I'm paying for Discovery Plus Mm -hmm. because it has no commercials, and it's fantastic. Right. And so I am paying for it. So You're paying for that convenience. Mm -hmm. I'm paying for the convenience. So someone is paying for everything. You just have to figure out who's paying for that. And so it's really, it's refreshing to be on our own platform where I can like a lot of things as fast as I want, as I mentioned before. And not get blocked. Yeah, not get in trouble <laughs> for using the features too quickly. <laughs> um, you know why Facebook has that set up to be like that, right? Well, I'm sure it has to do with like bots. bots right. Yeah. I don't even understand how that works. I don't even know what a bot is. Why is a bot there? I don't know. But they're doing bot stuff and doing it quickly. Right. Like bots do. I don't know. We're just very efficient like bots. That's right. 
So yeah, Jen and I might be a little delirious today. I don't think her and I are. I'm so tired. Much I'm not anymore. sleeping. No, <laughs> I'm definitely not sleeping. And and here's what's ironic: today's episode is about let's clean, and my house has never been dirtier. Yeah, I need to follow my advice. We're also doing a backyard remodel, and the guy just demoed a pool from the 80s over the past, what day is it? Four days. So I've been having these hammering noises in the background and rocks. And you might hear them in the background. They're at lunch right now, but they're going to come back and start doing something else. (laughs) It's so loud. Oh, my gosh. But my backyard is a big mud pit. And so we're tracking in the mud. I mean. Yep. Not to mention just dust. It's probably a good thing it's kind of wet because or else you'd have just dust flying everywhere. That concrete dust goes everywhere. Well, and yesterday they caused a flood because they were taking out the the part of the pool over nearest where the pool equipment is and they hit a, apparently our pool had a, a fill a fill intake valve of some sort where the water just refilled it when it got to I don't uh-huh. know. Well they they, they hit, hit that it. and it starts flooding into the pit of dirt. <laughs> and the and I was home and, and Chad was not. And the guy's like, Hi, we made this start to flood. <laughs> what do we do now? I'm like, oh, the, so I had to find the little thing that you go to the street and turn the water off. And so we did that. And then we had to figure out what to do. And the water was off. Anyway, it's good times. It's been probably the craziest week of my life. I kind of feel like they should have known what to do as construction people. Well, he's really good at demoing a pool, but, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he's, the pipes. He, they're actually pretty amazing. <laughs> they're um, watching them work is very impressive. Yeah, Jen keeps sending us videos of uh-huh, them working loud. in the backyard, and it is kind of fun to watch them work. And I was it like, really is. if I ever have a career change, I could tear <laughs> up some concrete. It looks very satisfying. This morning, I almost said, can I try to drive that? But I didn't. <laughs> it's like one of those big digger things. The, With the claw on the front. Yeah, it's bigger than, I don't, can't remember what to call it. I'm really tired. But it's bigger than one of the little ones, but it's not a giant crane, but it's got the, you know, they can change out the different parts to it yeah land mover it's pretty exciting yeah yeah it did look like some great stress relief yeah definitely anyway anyway that's our life that's what we're doing but it is a very stressful stressful time because i've got a book deadline trying to negotiate that being extended a little bit Hmm, they're not being as cooperative as i had hoped i do have some exciting news i don't think i told you this Ooh, what is it well you know i spread myself across three hospitals right there's one that I have never enjoyed stepping in the door of. And this week I said, you know, why don't you go ahead and just take me off your roster? Oh, that's fabulous. And You're it done felt there. So good. I'm so glad you were able to do that. So you do not have to go back to the hospital where you do not enjoy working ever again. No, I would I would take a shift and then for the four or five days prior to that, I'd be like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. And I would just dread going. So, so much freedom. Exhale. Yay. Yep. Done. Well, good. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So we always start our show with a good news segment. And today we want to share an email that we received from our friends, Sandra and Georgia. And you know, Sandra. Yes. Yeah. The one from near Savannah. No, no. She's from Atlanta. Oh, okay. I was thinking of somebody We had else. dinner with her in Atlanta. Yes, yes. Okay. She yeah, was yeah, on yeah, the yeah, cruise. Yeah. There's another Sandra that mm-hmm. lives here. Yep, yep, yep. I She's do. a sweet, sweet, sweet yep. lady. Hi, Sandra. I remember you from the dinner. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote, are you a parent trying to balance many things during COVID? A frontline worker who could use some love? A person who's lost income and is trying to figure out how to put dinner on the table? Or a tired mom or dad who just needs a little help? Are you suffering from pandemic fatigue? Whatever the reason, kindness is for everyone. 
Enter Lasagna Love. Lasagna Love, a grassroots community impact movement, was started at the beginning of the pandemic when a California mom, Rhiannon Men, was looking for a way to help moms in her community. She and her toddler started making and delivering lasagna to families in the neighborhood who were struggling, whether financially, emotionally, or were feeling overwhelmed. Lasagna Love has since grown into a national movement with thousands of people in all 50 states making and delivering meals to families in their communities. As of February of 2021, more than 24,000 families have been fed Lasagna Love meals. This all-volunteer-run program abides by three simple principles, feed families, spread kindness, and strengthen communities. Our mission is to not only help address the rise in food insecurity, but also to provide a simple act of love and kindness during a time of uncertainty and stress. So here's how it works, she explains. To nominate a friend or to request a lasagna for yourself, you complete a short form noting family size and any dietary restrictions. There are no other questions asked. There is no judgment. There is a place on the website to look and see if there are volunteers in your area so that you can participate. The organization then matches you with a volunteer based on your location, and within days, a home-cooked lasagna arrives at your doorstep. The volunteers adhere to COVID-19 protocols when cooking, including wearing mask and gloves. They receive education on food safety principles and delivering meals in a contactless manner. Some ways you can get involved, you can request a meal, you can nominate a friend to receive a meal, you can sign up to be a volunteer, you can sponsor a lasagna chef, and or donate money or supplies to Lasagna Love volunteers to help with meals. You can also help by spreading the word about this program. So in order for you to learn more about Lasagna Love, you can visit lasagnalove.org or at We Are Lasagna Love on Instagram or Facebook. Lasagna Love has become more than feeding families. It's become a movement of kindness. It is a labor of love and is a very gratifying way to be able to give back. And Sandra closed by saying, Thank you for taking time to read this and for considering it for your good news segment. It is an organization that is dear to my heart. Well, Sandra, thank you for sharing that. And I can't wait to give you a hug. We need to have another Atlanta meal when we can hug. Yes. (laughs) I know. Goodness. I would love to. That would be fun. Awesome. Well, listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. Before we get to the life lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And that's Sunbasket. And I am in love with Sunbasket. I'm so glad. I am. I'm so glad you convinced me to try them out again. Try them again. Yeah, we used to use them and then they made a lot of changes and it's so much better. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So like, I don't mind cooking. Jen knows when we're together, I cook a lot. Mm -hmm. But if somebody else wants to cook for me, I am not opposed. And so like, especially on my work nights, I really love Sunbasket's fresh and ready meals. They taste like I made them from scratch in my kitchen but I didn't. I just heated them up. I've tried other ready-made meals. Like I had a Tavala subscription with the Tavala oven once. I've tried Freshly. I've tried the ones that they have in the supermarket ready to heat and eat, but none of them tasted fresh and the portions were really small. And since I only eat one meal a day, I like a good hearty meal. Their meals are good-sized portions with organic produce. 
I'm a huge meat eater, but I will often get their vegetarian options just because they are super plant forward, which I love. And then I can choose to add a meat of my choice. Um, the other day I had a bean cassoulet. Is that how you say that? Cassoulet? Yep. Cassoulet. It's French. <laughs> I did not take French. I did, and I got a really bad grade. See, I, took, I did. <laughs> I took German, which is that guttural language, yeah. you know, which is a long way from French. Latin in high school, and we didn't have to speak it. So then I went to college and took French. I was terrible. But at Cassoulet. Cassoulet. Yes. Uh, so it was loaded with leeks and mushrooms and beans. It was delicious. I've had that one. In fact, it's in my fridge right now. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, I paired it last night, actually, with a grass-fed steak. The other weekend, I worked four nights straight, so I just grabbed two brown bags, and they contained two complete meals. I took them to the city with me, and um, I had meal prep done in, like, 60 seconds. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. So if you want to check them out, you can use a link from our website to save $40 on your first order. Go to lifelessonscommunity.com forward slash sunbasket. And I talked about the fresh and ready meals because that's what I'm obsessed with right now. Yeah. And Jen's awful busy, so she's been using a lot of them too. But they also have regular like meal, meal kits kit. yeah. that you can cook on your own. They have so many options. Last night we had a chicken. It was chicken like a Medi- with Mediterranean sides. Oh, wait. Did it have like the olives and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Broccoli. Artichoke and broccoli. Yes. Artichoke hearts. Yes. And I added some rice because you know how I always yes. add rice. It was amazing. We really liked it. It was delicious. That's on my list. And I up. like that you can upgrade the meat to be organic meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't always do that. But you can upgrade, and you can also swap out the protein. Like if I didn't want to have chicken, I could have had something different. Right. Or choose no protein. Mm-hmm. Or yep, this would have been a really sad meal with no protein. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So now it's time for our life lesson of the week, and this week we are going to talk about everybody's least favorite chore: cleaning. Some people love it, though, Sherry. I know. I know that there's people out there I that like do. when things are clean. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's kind of like cooking. I don't – Yeah. I will never complain if somebody cleans for me. In fact, right. if you love to clean, come on over to my house. There you I'll go. Leave, I'll leave a key under the mat for you. <laughs> if cleaning is your therapy, come seek therapy at my house. There you go. <laughs> So it's finally spring. And last month on episode 15, we discussed decluttering the house. And then we started a month long spring clearing challenge in our Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry Facebook group. And if you're not part of it, but you want to check it out, you can join our group today. And there's a copy of the challenge on episode 15 of the website at lifelessonscommunity.com. I posted that there yesterday, actually. You can take a look at, at the calendar that I posted. And uh, most of you know probably by now that I'm a really curious person. So I was lying in bed one night contemplating this episode, and I started wondering where the term spring cleaning came from, because I don't have enough to worry about at night. (laughs) (laughs) So of course, I had to research that, and I'll share it with you. What I learned is that it has both religious and cultural origins, and it can even be tied to biology. So like in the 1800s, annual deep house cleaning took place in the spring because after burning lamps with kerosene or oil and then heating the homes with coal or wood all winter, the house would be left with a layer of grime and soot. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh So they would open the windows, air out the house, dust it out and clean everything really well. In the Jewish culture, they routinely do a deep cleaning prior to Passover, and that's to remove any yeast from the home. 
Catholics customarily clean the altar the day before Good Friday, and in the Greek Orthodox Church, it's customary to clean house for the entire week leading up to Lent. There's also an Iranian holiday, which is uh, coincides with the Persian New Year, and it lasts for 13 days, and it traditionally includes a deep clean of the home, buying new clothes, and celebrating with friends and family. And then biology comes into play. They speculate that during the wintertime, since our bodies produce less serotonin and more melatonin, which makes us less energetic and more sleepy, that we are just less likely to be motivated to clean in the winter. And then when the days start to get longer, we start getting exposed to more sunlight, our energy levels increase, and we get more motivated to do the things we might have been putting off throughout the winter. Well, that makes really good sense. I do have so much more energy in the spring and summer, as do you. Mm -hmm. When I am one of those people that is definitely less motivated in the winter time, I'll be like, it's too cold. I don't want to do that. You know, I just want to go to the sauna, sit in there with my blanket. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, I just shared somebody at work the other day. I told them that we sat in your sauna and did work one day. And they said, weren't you dying? And I said, no, it was like 112 degrees and it was delicious. It felt like perfection. It's so different than when the sun is shining on you. It's Uh, not the same kind of feeling. It warms you from the inside out. It does. That's exactly what they say, the infrared sauna from the inside out. Yeah. Oh, do they say that? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I just I just felt it. <laughs> well, you felt science because that's how it works. It penetrates the skin and heats you from the inside out. I love it. Yeah. Well, Jen, do you have any cleaning rituals or routines that you follow? You know, this is going to sound really funny, but it's it's 100% true. And, you know, my stepmother used to always say this, and I thought it was ridiculous. But now that I'm 51, I agree. You want a dirt-colored house. <laughs> don't put in white cabinets. Don't have a white floor. We moved into this house in... August of 2019. And the people that were here before us, they did the best job picking tile colors and the wood floor colors. It really, and the the counters in the kitchen, they do not show so much dirt. So you could be a little dirtier and still look clean when your house has, you know, like, like my tub is not white. It's like an almond color. Uh-huh. And that might sound really silly, but those little things, you can still buy almond-colored, you know, fixtures right now. Right. We, we just redid that upstairs bathroom. It took over a year to redo. <laughs> and the tub was almond. And so we couldn't have taken it out, but the tile was in great shape. So we redid the floor tile, and we put in, we got almond and almond toilet, almond sink. And so it just doesn't need as much cleaning. So my number one cleaning tip is... Have surfaces that don't show as much dirt. Right. right. I mean, that it sounds silly, but, you know, the first time I bought a sofa, I bought a white sofa. Eh, would I do that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm older. Bring me a brown sofa. <laughs> I would have so much anxiety with a white sofa. Yeah. So, I, yeah, you were saying that, and I started thinking your old kitchen had those black granite countertops. Oh, they were the worst. They were beautiful, but they were that polished, absolute black uh-huh. granite, and they showed every crumb and every drop of water, whereas the ones I have now, you have to, like, get horizontal to them and look to see if anything's on them. So they could be so dirty, and you wouldn't know. So now I sound super dirty, but <laughs> I'm not super dirty, but, it, it, you know, they don't have to be cleaned as much. You can still... You don't you know, see every streak or... Yeah, you're not constantly yeah. fighting the battle. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Well, I don't have a lot of rituals or cleaning tips. I mean, really, I just struggle to keep up. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> 
My mother I'm, used to tell me all the time that I was going to be a terrible housewife when I grew up. And I'm a very tidy person. So I, right. I did. I tidy up behind myself. I think I've said that before. Yeah. I'm probably less tidy, but more clean. In cleaning things, that makes yes. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it might be a little bit of a cluttered mess, but it's going to be clean. Mm-hmm. But so I do... Like some people really hate cleaning bathrooms and it doesn't really bother me at all, but I have like a a method for it. So like the day where I'm like, okay, today's the day I've got to clean the bathroom. I go in like after I get up in the morning or whatever, I go ahead and put my toilet bowl cleaner in it just so it has time to just like soak while I'm drinking my coffee and whatever. And then when I'm ready to go take my shower, the first thing I do is go in the bathroom and I spray the shower down with my cleaner. I sweep the floor because you want to do that while everything's still dry. And then I clean the toilets, clean the sink. And then I strip down naked, get in the shower, clean the shower. And it's already While soaked, you're showering. Right? Me and too. Then, That's when I clean the shower. When right? I'm naked and in the shower. Uh-huh. Awesome. Then, That's the best time. So really in like 15 minutes, the whole bathroom is clean. Yep. And then when I'm done, I run it, the mop through it and I back out of the bathroom and it's done. It's like top to bottom, clean. I do have some things I want to share that I just love, love, love. One of them is a steam mop. Uh huh. I love it so much. You just fill it with plain water. You don't put any cleaner in it. And I can't remember. Mine might be a Hoover. There's a lot of different brands you can buy. But all it does is clean with steam. It has those little pads that you put on the bottom, and then you wash them in the washing machine when you're done. So you're literally just cleaning your tile floors with steam. I had one of those years ago, so probably 12 years ago, Mm -hmm. and it did not work well. Oh, mine's fabulous. But I think it was right when they were coming out. Maybe so. Yeah. So it might have just... That's my big tip for hard surfaces. Obviously, you know, you be careful on on hardwood floors. You know, I have a different routine for hardwood floors, but my tile floors, I use that steam cleaner, and it just, it cleans them right up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My other tip, which was a complete life changer for me, is my robotic vacuum. Her name is Rosie because the Jetsons <laughs> promised us a robotic maid long time Named ago. Named Rosie, yeah. And it never happened, so I had to get my own Rosie. And so, like, I have tile floors throughout my house, and I cannot stand. You know when you walk on the floor and you can feel the little gritty dirt and yes. sand? And I don't have sensitive feet, I guess, but I can feel it. It bothers right. me. <laughs> So we moved in this house and it's all tile floors and I've got three dogs and I just kind of felt like the floors were always gritty and I couldn't keep them clean enough. So I got this robotic vacuum. She runs at 10 p.m. every night. Every night. Every night. So every morning I wake, kind of like you and your dishes, every morning I wake up and my my floors are clean and my rugs have been vacuumed. Funny story. Don't forget you have a robotic vacuum because I really thought somebody broke in my house one night. And I was terrified and I woke my husband up and I said, somebody's out there. (laughs) And, you know, my husband, he was like, I'm sure it's fine. And he rolled over to go back to sleep. So I'm like creeping out of my bedroom to see who's in my house. And it was my vacuum. That's so funny. (laughs) Love it. So Amanda in Massachusetts has a cleaning hack. She says, my cleaning hack is 3% peroxide and the brown bottle. Comes with a spray head at Walmart. I use it around the toilet, on the kitchen sink, shower doors, counters, everywhere. It's 
Bactericidal also kills fungi and viruses, breaks down into water, no foul odors, safe around kids and pets, and it's cheap. Sometimes I mix a few drops of lemon essential oil in the bottle and shake vigorously right before spraying, but usually it's plain peroxide. We also don't wear shoes in the house. I think it helps keep the internal house spaces a lot cleaner. Yeah, Amanda, you're right. That's, you know, for someone who's trying to get away from bleach, for example, peroxide much safer than than bleach, and it does a lot of the same things. It just might take a little longer to work. You know, it might need to lead it, let it soak for longer. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yep. Kelly from Calgary in Alberta in Canada, she said, I listened to a podcast called A Slob Comes Clean, two things that she says that I love. And I need to read this number one to, to Chad because <laughs> we, we actually fight over this. She says, number one, Run the dishwasher every night, even if it's not full, and empty it every morning. This works very well for us because there are never dishes on the counter. We do have this issue at our house. I want to run it every night, even if it's not full. Because, I mean, it's it's mostly full. It uses less water. He wants to hand wash. Yeah. And I did like, just read an article about how much water, how many gallons of water it you takes waste to it. wash a dish or something. We just bought this new ultra- efficient dishwasher that uses so much less water, I guarantee it's using less energy than if we stand there and do it ourselves Mm -hmm. for the same amount of dishes. And because the next night that I'm going to have a lot of dishes and it won't fit, then I'll have extra. So I'm like fake using dishes just to fill it up. Is that bad? (laughs) Don't tell him. I'm like, I'm going to use this giant pot and then I'm going to put it in the dishwasher and it'll look full. (sighs) Sorry, the things we do. He I don't might want to have that fight. listen to us. He you'll, does you'll not. Know. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sure he doesn't. <laughs> but I want to run the dishwasher. Just let me run the dishwasher. Anyway, number two, when you're cleaning or decluttering and come across an item that doesn't belong there, ask yourself, when I need this item, where would I look for it first? Then take it right there, right then. For me, the take it right there, right now is important. I used to make a little pile of items to take upstairs, and sometimes it would be days before the pile went upstairs. If I put items where it belongs right away, I eliminate the pile. And Teresa also says that running a load of dishes and laundry every day helps keep it from getting backed up. And she also said, I recently discovered that Barkeeper's Friend Powder does an amazing job on my porcelain tub and bathroom sink. And Teresa... I use Barkeeper's Friend also for my stainless steel cookware. It's very safe. It's not, you know, full of funky ingredients. And so, like, like if you're use, I use all clad stainless steel for cooking. If it gets something baked, you know, like clunked in there that's hard to get off, even if it doesn't come off in the dishwasher, Barkeeper's Friend and a scrub brush, bam, it's sparkling clean. You know, it's funny that you said that because I had to look at – there were several cleaning products I had to look up to see if they were toxic mm-hmm. or not when I was – and Barkeeper's Friend is not. It it's is powder. Not. It's a really good choice. Yep. So Tracy from New York and Jennifer from Alabama both shared a tip on how to clean ceiling fan blades. They say you take a pillowcase and you put the blade through the opening so that the blade is covered, press down on both sides and pull the case towards you. And that keeps all the dust from the top of the ceiling blade in the bag and not all over the floor, or in my case, all over my bed. Right. <laughs> And then after you're done, you just toss the pillowcase in the wash and you're ready to go for the next time. What a great idea. Yeah. I always use a duster and then it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Tracy and Jennifer, that's genius. That is genius. And I have some old 
I used to get those microfiber fleece sheets when I lived in Colorado. Mm -hmm. My husband banned me from using them when I moved here. <laughs> he doesn't like them. He sleeps very hot. Oh. But I keep the pillowcases because in the wintertime, I like a cozy pillowcase. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, now I know what to do with those because I think they would work even better. Oh, probably so. They would attract it more. they're kind of fuzzy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet so. All right. Lauren from Vancouver, Canada's tip is to use a magic eraser to clean tub grime. She says, pair that with something, um, with some light abrasive cleaner, and the job is super easy. Also, those same magic erasers clean whiteboards really well. After a while, the hue from the pens starts to discolor the whiteboards. A lightly damp magic eraser cleans them perfectly. Do not use them, however, on your car. That came from Jen. <laughs> that was me. Did Jen do that? No, Jen did not do that. Okay. Someone else that lives at this house did that one time. Goodness. And on my car. <laughs> Luckily, they were able to put the shine back on it at the you know, dealership. But yeah, do not try to clean. I had a little scuff. I guess I'd been to a grocery store parking lot and so my shopping cart made a scuff on the side uh -huh. of my white car. And so I was like, this is a big bummer. And so he was like, oh, I fixed it. I'm like, oh, how did you do that? And I was like, what? And it was really dull. Like it takes off that. Yeah, don't do it. Didn't feel that magical, did it? No, it was not. <laughs> Well, so I've always wondered if magic erasers are toxic or not. So, of course, after Lauren had this tip, I started, he went down that rabbit hole. This is why I don't get anything done. Because <laughs> you're learning. To investigate everything. Right. Um, so from everything I've found, they are not considered to be toxic. However, they say don't eat them. Yes. And <laughs> And in the course of that investigation, I found out that you can make your own magic erasers at home for much cheaper than you can buy them. For instance, a brand that I looked up, well, the, like a brand name, it costs around $1.40 a piece when I looked online. Mm -hmm. But you can buy off-brand melamine sponges for somewhere in the vicinity of $0.25 cents to $0.30 cents a piece. And it's really the melamine sponge that is that acts a mild as the cleaning agent. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you can clean with just water in the sponge. However, like if you want to make a little cleaning solution, you can make a mixture of warm water with a tiny bit of baking soda and even some borax and then soak your sponge or put it in a spray bottle and you can spray it and then just wipe with the sponge. And I actually, I'll put a little note in, in show notes. I'll put a link in show notes that explains all about how to do that if, you, if you're interested. Yeah, I just use water. Mm -hmm. Just water. That's enough. It's great for taking that tub grime off. Yeah, I looked like you could you get a box of like 100 sponges for $17 or something wow. crazy. That's a bargain. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. All right. Debbie has a great tip. She said, my husband and I raised seven kids. You can imagine the mess. Yes. Yes, Debbie, I can. Because <laughs> I taught school and we would have 20 kids in there and imagine the mess. I, I know they like multiply it. Children are messy. I have one husband who is messy. And it's a mess. Yeah. She said, we instituted an hour of power every Saturday morning. I made a list of what needed to be done, and the kids could pick which cleaning jobs they wanted to do. First come, first served. It paid to get up early. Oh, that's my favorite. I would have been so get messed on up. up. I would have done my chore before everybody else woke up. That was the way I rolled. I would have been that kid. I would have had to mop every week because that he was would have had the Whatever last, was left, Sherry yeah. would get. Jen would be done. <laughs> Sherry would be doing the job. <laughs> That was, was left. She said, we instituted, we reinstituted the idea last spring during lockdown when we had three grown family members living with us. Very effective way to get the house cleaned quickly. I love that. We kind of did something like that as a kid. 
Did you? We, yeah, we could watch cartoons for a little bit on Saturday morning. But then you had to get up and clean and you had a chore list. You had to do your rooms and then mom divvied up the chores. You either got to wash all the kitchen cabinets and counters or do the floors or do the bathroom. So it does help. As a kid, I hated it, but yeah, it was a really good incentive to get it done quickly so you could go outside. Right. And you instill <laughs> those routines in your kids so they grow up and then they understand, you know, there's a day of the week. Just get it done. Get it knocked out. Or you just choose to work every Saturday so you don't have to clean your house. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what I did. Barbara from Southern California has a tip for cleaning grouts. She said, I discovered baking soda and hydrogen peroxide do an amazing job cleaning light-colored grout. I poured it on the grout lines, let it sit for a few minutes, and gave it a light scrub. And ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Why can I not say that? I don't know. (laughs) Ta-da. I told you. We said at the beginning we're tired. (laughs) Ta-da. That just sounded like a foreign word coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Good as new. (laughs) Ta-da. So I read this to my husband. He is a tile setter by trade. And he gave me, you know, the look that husbands give you when I read this to him. And I'm like, what? And uh, he takes tile very, very seriously. And apparently I got the lecture that if you seal your grout and you keep up with resealing it every six months in your showers and high traffic flow areas, you do not have to worry about cleaning dirty grouts. And I did not know that. So I thought you just laid your tile floor and that was it. And then you mopped it forevermore. But no, apparently, and you can do it yourself. And they just say that make sure that you don't seal like natural stone. But again... Get dirt-colored grout. I mean, they make all different colors. They do. Our tub and our our, sh- our shower and our master bath has grout that is like a, a tan color. It's not white. I mean, it'll it'll start to look mildewy, so we have to spray, you know, the peroxide mm-hmm. on there. But it's not white. I would never put in white grout. That's yeah. my tip. Yeah, no, white grout is awful. And more and yeah. more people are using a really dark grout mm-hmm. anyway. So my husband frowned at that suggestion, so I wanted to make sure that it was safe to use that on grout, and I did look it up, and I actually found a recipe for grout cleaner, and it's a half a cup of baking soda, a quarter cup of hydrogen peroxide, and one teaspoon of dish soap. You mix it together, brush it into the grout, like with an old toothpaste, wait to five to ten minutes, and scrub and, and rinse it, and they also said you could use... That same combination, like if you have blackened cookie sheets, you know how cookie sheets get all black and gross? Yep. Put that same mixture and it'll take it right off. And they also say it's great to use it on glass stovetops instead of buying the glass stovetop cleaner. So I put a recipe for that cleaner in um, show notes. Yeah, you can do a lot with baking soda, like a ton. Mm-hmm. It's a really good all-purpose. It's all so purpose. cheap. It is so cheap. Yeah. All right. Lori shared her cleaning strategy. She said, I have childcare in my home, six boys and two girls, ages two to four. My husband and I are also working on a fixer-upper house in the evenings and weekends, so we are very busy. In order to get things done, I have a cleaning schedule that I stick to. I have about two hours at nap time each weekday to catch up. So Mondays is bathroom day, Tuesdays bedroom, Wednesdays kitchen, Thursday family room, and floor day. Fridays miscellaneous. It helps to stick to one area and have a plan each day or it gets extremely overwhelming. Jamie from Oregon has a question. So, Jen, I'm going to let you handle this one. 
she says, we have a cat and we can't ever seem to get the cat smell out of our house. What should we clean besides the litter box to get rid of it? I feel like the stench is attached to surfaces where the cat rubs his face as well as being embedded in carpets and furniture. I would like to hear some techniques that work or other solutions. Okay. Got. So that that's a tricky one. And you have to figure out what's happening there. If it is just the litter box that's, you know, that's causing the problem as far as the smell, it depends on what the odor is you're smelling. Like if you're smelling cat urine in other parts of the house, it's not your cat rubbing his face in it. Your cat is is marking different places more than likely. Cats will do that, especially as they get older. You know, we'll, we'll have cats that were very well behaved for 10 years. Then all of a sudden they're we had one. You never met Zabaco. No, he. we had Zabaco right when Cal went off to college. One day, I'm sitting in the kitchen. I look over, and he peed in the napkin box, like right in front of me. Just looked me in the eye and peed on the napkins. <laughs> it was raining. He didn't. We had a cat. He didn't door. want he, to go outside. He, he wasn't going to go outside. And he also started going to the bathroom on the Christmas presents under the Christmas tree. Old cats think that seems like fun. And it is not fun, but you love your cats and they get old and they get persnickety. And so I would look to see if your cat is marking their territory somewhere, like sniff it out, see where you can find it. You also might have to make some changes around the house. For example, rugs in rooms where you don't go a lot. In our upstairs bedrooms where we don't go a lot, we've had to take the rugs out because the cats are like, no one's here. This just must be a good place to go to the bathroom. But they're not likely to go on a hard floor. It's mm-hmm. rugs. It's things like that. And once surfaces. they use it once or twice there, then suddenly it's they're really like, it's hard. a new litter yeah. box. It's true. And then it's really hard to break them of that habit. We also, you know, Sherry knows this. I can't remember if I've talked about it on this podcast or not. But Ellie, my favorite little cat that follows me everywhere, Sherry was with me when she got hit by a car. We were at the beach and she was back home. This was in 2018? Two years ago? 19? 2019. 2019. Yes. She, no, it was 2018. Yeah. It was 2018. Summer of 2018, I think. Because we had we were at the beach with Sandy. Because we moved in 2019. It was well before we moved. Well, yeah, it was 20, 2018. Anyway, in 2018, <laughs> she got hit by a car and broke her leg and had to have her tail amputated. So she is a little bit incontinent sometimes and also has trouble with um, bladder issues. So she likes to lay on a certain couch and she's not trying to, but she's just a little dribbly. And, I, you know, I hadn't figured out cat diapers yet. So I have to clean up a mess. <laughs> um, so I use, after all the searching, first of all, I have one of those little water vacuum things that like is handheld that sprays the water in there and then it vacuums it out. Uh-huh. So you want to saturate the area. I also use something called Nature's Miracle Just for Cats Cat Litter Box Odor Destroyer. Now, it says Cat Litter Box Odor Destroyer, but they say right on on the bottle that it eliminates litter box odors as well as airborne fabric and hard surface odors. So I'll spray down the, the surface. Let it, It's got like enzymes in there that break down mm-hmm. the smell. So spray it on there. Let it soak in. Then you use the water. You, you, you spray. You vacuum it out because you're trying to pull any of that out of there. Then you may want to spray it down again with the Nature's Miracle. Um, so, you know, I, I just refuse to live in a house that smells like cat. And it's, it's a battle. You do have to keep, you know, stay vigilant and see what they're doing. And back to the idea of baking soda. We had a rug in, in a room where we watched TV, and they stopped using it, thank goodness. But I just bought a ton of baking soda and spread it all over that rug, just let it sit, and it drew out those odors. So that rug lost the smell of the cat. It's gone. 
Like, have you ever been in my house and been like me, other than in the litter box room and thought the house smelled like cat? No, never. Good. I was going to say that. Good. Because, you know, you walk into a lot of people's houses with cats and you're like, oh, they have a cat. Yeah. But I no, I've never smelled cat in your house ever. And you know, you get nose blind, so you don't know it's your if it but I really don't want my house to smell like cat. But <laughs> also our litter box, we use the um tidy cat breeze. They're like these little pellets, and it's the best litter box system I've ever found. We are not sponsored by Purina Tidy Cat Breeze, but <laughs> it's a great litter box. It's more pricey than the other litters, but it's not a clumping litter. It has like it's almost like diaper genie and litter box had a baby you know it works a little bit like that you throw away it soaks in the urine like a diaper down at the bottom and really? then you throw that away uh-huh it goes through the, these little clay pellets to this little pad that's in a tray and it absorbs it and then you just throw that away and you're not having to scoop you scoop out the poop our cats like to go outside to, to poop they go out through the cat door but sometimes they'll poop inside in the in the litter box but not as much yeah i didn't even know anybody who had a cat door till i knew you yeah I didn't know it was a thing. If cats can go out, things can come in. You know, we've had raccoons right. coming in and neighborhood cats and all sorts of things. So it's awfully nice, though, because they really do like to go outside and, and go to the bathroom mm-hmm. until they get old or it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay from North Carolina was very overwhelmed, she said, until she said that she realized that cleaning, decluttering, and organizing are not the same thing. They are very different and important keys to having a house that is easy to enjoy and maintain. I find it motivating to listen to podcasts and ebooks while tackling these tasks. Some of my favorites are about cleaning, decluttering, and organizing. And that is why Jen and I were like, we planned it this way. We want you to declutter first. That's why we right. had our decluttering episode. And now we've moved on to cleaning because once you've got the clutter out, now you can it's clean. It's so much easier to clean. Yeah. Absolutely. Erin from Montana wrote and told us that she has discovered an amazing carpet tool. She uses a carpet rake. Have you ever heard of a carpet rake, Jen? Well, this is really funny. When I was a little girl, my grandmother had all this shag carpeting. She had like all these area rugs that were shag, and then they had this fringe. Uh And so she had a cleaning lady that would come a couple times a week and rake that shag carpet. I think they just used a regular rake like you would go outside and use on leaves. But I remember my grandmother's cleaning lady raking the carpet and the the fringe with a rake. Okay. Well, I looked up carpet rakes, and it's not like a regular rake. Well, this was a regular rake that they were using. Maybe my grandmother, like, had her own little life hack back then. I don't know. Maybe. The (laughs) carpet rakes now are, like, almost like a big rubber brush. Oh, look. She says it in there later. Keep reading. So she says, if you thought vacuuming alone got your carpet clean, you're missing out. The carpet rake loosens pet hair and dirt, which is trapped in the carpet. I vacuum first, then rake the carpet, then vacuum again. I'm always so appalled at the amount of pet hair and dirt that I get out on the second vacuuming. Now I don't necessarily do the raking every time I vacuum, but it's a great deep clean chore for once or twice a month. Using the carpet rake revitalizes your carpet and really fluffs it up and makes it look new again, too. Plus, I get fun memories of my grandma using a carpet See? rake on her long shag carpet. <laughs> I just read ahead. Back in the 70s. It was the 70s. It was olive green rugs that were that she had, those area rugs with the fringe around the edges. And yep. And I would rake them. It was fun. I would go over there. I'd be like, can I rake the rug? And she said, sure. I would think that would tear up the rug twine. You know how they're like little yarn things? I would think yep. that would mess them up. But I mean, it was shag. So I don't know. Yeah, Maybe you I can't guess. mess up a shag carpet. 
I don't know, but that made me smile. That just made me th- have flashbacks to when I was a very young girl. The house we lived in until I was five. My parents' bedroom had a horrendous, like, gold-colored shag carpet. Oh, back in 1976? Well, it was right after 1976. My dad and my stepmother bought a house in Aiken, South Carolina, and they bought it, and it had shag carpet in the bedroom that was going to be mine. And they kept it, but it was red, white, and blue. Oh, my. It was shag carpet, red, white, and blue. It was so ugly. Oh but I, it, I thought it was the best. And, yeah, and I had, like, a bed. They got, like, a comforter. They, like, rolled with it. So they got this comforter. It was, like, denim with red hearts. I mean, I was, like, in heaven with this red, white, and blue Well, 1976 bedroom. was the bicentennial. Everything the- was red, white, and yeah. blue. Yeah. So Teresa asked, what is the best way to clean walls? I haven't cleaned mine in an embarrassing long time. So what is the best way to tackle such a huge job? Architectural Digest suggests start by vacuuming your walls with the brush attachment and then wipe them down with a tack cloth. Or you can use like a large dusting wand or they even suggest taking a dry mop head and wrapping it in a cloth or a pillowcase or something and dust your walls with that because you want to get all the dust and, you know, debris off the wall before you start washing it. Protect your floors, so put drop cloths down. And then use two buckets of water. One, which is going to have clean water that you're going to use for rinsing out your cloth. And the other one's going to have a mixture of clear dish soap or even clear hand soap. And they said to make sure it's clear. Wring your rag out really well because you don't want it really wet. You want it a damp, but not wet, or you'll damage the paper on your wall and you don't want you don't want your wall to bubble up. They also urge that you even though most paint and most wallpaper will hold up to just some mild soap and water to do a, a test area on a place that's not really visible. So maybe behind a couch or behind a door, you know, test and make sure it doesn't lift any paint pigment from your wallpaper or your or your paint. And if there's no damage, then you can proceed with the rest of your walls. If you have any stubborn stains like scuff marks or whatever, they said just making a paste of baking soda and water, lightly rub it and then rinse it off with your damp rag. Okay. Now I have to be honest. I don't just wash my walls. Like I do not ever wash my, I mean, I I dust them if there's like cobwebs and stuff, or I'll I'll get a little, I use magic erasers on on walls, you know, if you've got like a scuff. Mm -hmm. Do you wash your walls, Sherry? Well, I have, yes. Like when I moved into this house, Mm -hmm. you could tell that they had recently painted. Right. But like the walls, I think, had gotten dirty just from like moving. And there were lots of fingerprints on the walls. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know. Well, I'll wipe down if there's fingerprints and stuff, but I don't just go over to the walls and start wiping them down. I have. I have before. (laughs) Yeah. Or if I've rented a house and I go to move out and when I clean it and I want to make sure I get my security deposit back, I will wash the walls down if they look, you know, dirty at all. But for the most part, no. It's just (laughs) when they start looking dirty, I'm like, it's time to paint. That's me too. If the wall looks dingy and you're you can't get the little spots off, it's time to give it a fresh coat of paint. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's what we just always just paint. Start over. (laughs) All right. Linda says when I was busy raising my four kids, we always tried to keep on top of cleaning with two things. Every Wednesday, everyone had to pick up their stuff that was left in any common space, do whatever laundry needed to be done. And on Saturdays, we all cleaned top to bottom, including laundry. Everyone pitched in, done before noon, and then we could do whatever we wanted for the rest of the weekend. Apparently, it wasn't just my family. Nope. <laughs> Mrs. Anderson 
has a suggestion and she says for colored or moldy caulking, I put the bleach toilet cleaner on it while I'm scrubbing the rest of the bathroom. It brightens the caulk without having to scrub it. And when the caulking gets too bad, it's time to just redo it. Yep. It is. I've, have you done that? Stripped out caulk and put new caulk in? The stripping it out is not bad. It's the putting it in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've done it. I'm not I've good at like tedious tasks. I'm too impatient. Yeah. So Where you have to be like perfect. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, my husband's good at stuff like that. Well, I can do it. I've done it, but I don't love it. But I've certainly done it. I've caulked my share of tubs. And last, we have the top 10 best cleaning tips from Angie. She is a professional house cleaner, and she is one of our moderators. She is. I wondered the, if you knew that was her. I knew it was Angie. She's one of the moderators in the Delay Don't Deny community, and I lo- we love Angie. She's amazing. So these are the top 10 best cleaning tips from Angie. Number one, unclog a drain by dumping half baking soda down the drain, then chasing it with two cups of vinegar. Let it sit for 15 minutes, then flush it with hot water for a minute. Number two, clean a filthy microwave by warming up a wet sponge for one minute. Let it sit in the microwave for another minute to cool, then wipe out the microwave and you're done. No scrubbing. Number three, clean stove knobs, drip pans, and grates by putting them in the dishwasher and running on the regular cycle. That sounds like your kind of cleaning. It does. Number four, get rid of soap scum by mixing equal parts vinegar and Blue Dawn dish soap in a spray bottle. Be gentle. Spray on the shower, let it sit for a few minutes, then wipe off with a cloth or paper towel. Side note, if you use a cloth, be sure to rinse it well before you put it in the washer or you will have bubbles for days. That's a good tip. (laughs) Number five, get all the nooks and crannies of a blender clean by putting a drop of soap in the blender with warm water. Blend for 60 seconds, rinse, and (laughs) ta-da! A clean blender. (laughs) I'm glad you got that one. Me too. I had no idea people wrote that word. I do. I write ta-da. I say ta-da. That's very Uh, gin. Okay. Ta-da. Okay. (laughs) Number six, clean glass with a mix of equal parts water and vinegar in a spray bottle and use newspaper instead of a cloth or towel for a streak-free clean. And one of our people wrote in and asked what the best way to clean glass was. So if that was you, there's your answer. There you go. Number seven, if you have hard water stains on a glass shower door, spray with straight vinegar, let it sit, then use a magic eraser to gently buff. Finish by cleaning with the water and vinegar tip that we said already. Repeat for really tough hard water stains. Number eight, pour half a cup of lemon juice down your garbage disposal and let it sit for 30 minutes. Then flush with hot water once a month to keep it fresh and clean. Number nine, wash and disinfect kitchen sponges by running them through the dishwasher on the top rack. Number 10, keep a box of open baking soda in your refrigerator to absorb odors and keep foods from mixing spells together. I'm talking to you, Onion, she says. There you go. That's true. And it'll also keep your ice from tasting weird. Mm-hmm. I don't like weird tasting ice. Yep. All right. So that was great. I really enjoyed those. Yeah. And I learned really a lot along tips. the way. So hopefully yeah. other people learned something too. Well, before we get to our listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. You remember on episode seven, we talked to Joel from Life Pro Fitness. With whole body vibration, you stand on a machine with a vibrating platform. The machine vibrates. It transmits energy to your body, forcing your muscles to contract and relax dozens of times every second. Emerging research shows that whole body vibration, when performed correctly, 
reduces back pain, aids in flexibility, reduces joint pain, improves strength and balance, which is especially important as we get older. It reduces bone loss and can you know, help with increased bone mass. It can improve mood and sleep. Also, it can affect your gut microbiome, which affects many body systems and can improve other health conditions. So we have partnered with LifePro to bring you a special deal on LifePro vibration plates or really anything that they offer on their website. So go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash LifePro. And when you buy, use our special discount code, and that is LifeLessons, all one word. You'll save 10% off your entire order, or you can just go to LifeLessonsCommunity.com and go to the Shop With Us tab. And you were reading about the research, yeah. and I just saw a new research article. I'm not sure if it's new or it's just new to me, but it showed that there was a study done with women with fibromyalgia. And over a, I think it was three month period of time, sufferers of fibromyalgia who routinely used their vibration plate had significant decrease in muscle pain and increased energy. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. All right. So next we have a segment we like to call our listener led lesson. It might be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. Today's listener led lesson comes from Dave. Dave says, with spring here and summer approaching, now is the time to change your furnace air filter and have your air conditioner cleaned and checked. Not only do some companies offer discounts during this time of the year because it's their slower season, you'll know that your unit is in tip-top shape before the heat of summer. A clean and efficiently running unit will save you money in the long run. Yeah, that's a great tip. At the end of each show, we share a motivational quote, phrase, poem, or story from a listener. And today's phrase is actually a song title by the Beatles. It's one of my favorite. It comes from Jennifer and it's Let It Be. She said, to me, this is the simplest, most succinct quote. Step away from your situation, your angst, your whatever. Don't try to change what you can't or who you can't. Just walk away mentally and or physically and let it be. That's a great one. Thank you for sharing that. Jennifer, I love that. I'm going to let it be. (laughs) Well, everybody, we've really enjoyed being with you here today, and thank you for joining us. Don't forget to join our Facebook community. It's called Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. We would also love to see you on the DDD social network. Go to ddsocialnetwork.com. The Ds stand for Delay, Don't Deny. We have a Life Lessons community right in there. You can actually listen to episodes of the podcast right there in the DDD social network. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcast app. We would love for you to leave a review that helps us reach others. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you want to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.